Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome, everybody. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast number 185. And Happy New Year! And we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Bang! Not sure where you ended up, but on the southeast side, fine Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. And Still in the COVID-19 quarantine, so we are in undisclosed locations around the Sugarland area. This is the No Church Answers Tour, and we're wrapping up uh, uh, another year, and we're glad that you're with us. Uh, we're not pastors, we're just regular guys, and each of us are on our own spiritual journey, and we feel all men are leaders, leaders of your family, leaders at work, leaders in your church and community. But sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed and, you know, spiritually recharged. And so that's why we're here. So whether you found us on Facebook or SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, our website, which is at uh, man-upspiritualoasis.com or pray.com, we're glad that you're joining us. You know uh, as I was thinking about this, God's word comes uh, to us in many ways. It may come through a sunset, nature, music, friends, films, and yes, even this podcast. And typically, we use many different publications uh, where we get the scriptures from, but not tonight. Tonight, we're celebrating the new year. And so like uh, many shows out there, uh, you have different kind of uh, year in review or wrap up or looking forward. And so we're going to have a little bit of a potpourri uh, format that we're going to do. And we got this uh, uh, from, uh, well, our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Oh, I'm going to get gonna, blamed here. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Especially <laughs> if it doesn't go well, I'm definitely saying it. sounds it a little more like lanyap for the Cajun. <laughs> right. And uh, we're going to break it down into uh, three different sections. And uh, I'm, at this time, I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce our panel. And uh, he's a world-class policy writer, uh, a professional gambler and our producer, Mr. Steve Titch. Hey, Steve. Hey, Steve. Uh, attorney and prosecutor, so he could defend you or throw the book at you. That's Michael Cropper. We call him the judge is here. Hey, Mike Judge. Thank you, Mike. Steve. Thank you. You're and, uh, and he's an insurance broker. And the deacon, Kyle Trahan, is on board tonight as well. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Deacon. <clears throat> and uh, my name is Bill Cox, and I'm basically a salesman, kind of a creative type, and the director here. Um, and it's great. It's great to be here uh, with this group as we uh, wind up 2020 and uh, look forward to 2021. And what we're going to do is... Uh, go through a, a couple of different topics and I, I'll go ahead and I'll just, uh, uh, after talking with the, the producer, uh, thinking about who we see as our audience. And I, I feel that we're so blessed here at Man Up, uh, how much that we've grown. I, I never would, I mean, we're on podcast number 185. This is, uh, this is what coming up on uh, four years that we've been doing this. And I, I, I mean, that's like three and a half years longer than I expected it to be going on and just feel totally blessed. And, and so as we were thinking about this, who um, is our audience is the first thing that I wanted to kind of throw out. And, uh, and, <clears throat> and I was thinking about this who is this podcast helping? And, and I, I just was looking back over 
my own life about when this kind of mentoring, and that's what I feel you guys do. Uh, not only the people that uh, write in with the comments, but also you guys that are on the panel with me. I feel that you're, uh, I'm on this uh, faith journey, but I'm not doing it by myself. I feel that uh, the discussions we have here weekly um, help mentor me on this journey. And I think about uh, the times and three times in particular when I really needed a faith mentor. And I remember when, <clears throat> first when, um, I was newly married and uh, we were uh, about ready to have our first child and thinking about how I wanted to raise that child and have a, a faith base that I could give to that child. And um, that, was the, that was the first time that I really um, thought about that. And, uh, and then um, as I got into uh, working my careers, um, I thought about the times when I didn't have anybody that shared faith on the job with me, that I needed people like and discussions like we have here. Um, and, and third and most recently is going through uh, the surgeries that I've had to this year and uh, learning to live fulfilled when you don't have your standard abilities and, and when and when your life has changed. And so um, for the man alone, I just wanted to offer this scripture. First Samuel 3, 9. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. For those of you that are on your faith journey and you feel alone, be still and think of this first. And so, and with that, I just want to open it up to the, to the rest of the fellas. Um, and uh, as we go with the topic and, you know, I mean, loosely based, who do you speak to uh, and, or who do you feel uh, on this, uh, on this podcast is listening. So, and uh, go with the producer, Steve. Who do I, who do I think we're talking to? I, I know we have a, a varied audience. I know each of us brings a certain amount of experience and uh, each of us feels they, they might be talking to a certain segment who in turn, as you always say, Bill, might identify with us. Now, I grew up uh, in the Northeast, in New York, uh, grew up Catholic, went to Catholic school um, through high school. And you know, in the Northeast, uh, it's, it's quite ethnic. So, and I was pretty much, you know, imbued in the kind of the Catholic ethnicity, which you were either Italian or Irish, uh, maybe uh, touches of Polish or, or Eastern European. Uh, but largely that was a culture, but it was also religion wasn't, you know, is what you did, what your, you did what your parents did. You were what your parents were. You you identified with uh, a church, not with the idea of being a Christian, of something of 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 essentially uh, your religion being a way of life. As I've come to see it, more than something you do on Sunday or something you connect with your your ethnicity. Or your your heritage, uh, which is how which is the environment I grew up in. I think the environment a lot of people grow up in, uh, no matter what religion they're on. Um, where I see myself, I, as I said, in this, uh, as we grew into an adulthood, a lot of that gets left behind. Unfortunately, in a lot of cases, it doesn't stick, and you know all the stories, uh, but you you really don't apply it to your life. You find it very difficult. It's compartmentalized. And I think more and more society encourages that. Um, so I hope I'm speaking to people who, like me at that time, were finding a lot of this kind of unsatisfying, um, that there was more to it than simply a liturgy on Sunday and some rote prayers. 
that uh, there was, you know, there's something in the Bible to be learned about. There's something about Jesus Christ to be experienced other than a, a statue or a, a painting, um, many of which are, are beautiful. I'm not knocking art. I mean, it's a great way to access religion and access the word of God. That's not, not what I'm saying here. I'm saying here, it's so much more than that. Those are simply reflections of of what uh, the Lord is all about. So bringing this back around, I, I pulled out Psalm 73, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. In fact, I, you, you set a nice example, by Bill, by reading only one verse. But the psalmist in Psalm 73, uh, he's looking for God. He wants to be God. He's looking all around him, and he sees unbelievers. And the, the psalms, in, 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 I'll, I'll read the right beginning, Psalm, Psalm 73, verses 1 through 3. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had, never, I had nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. wicked. And he looks around him and he says, a lot of people, even the wicked is broad there, they're just not believers, yet they're amassing wealth and they seem to be doing very well. And at the end of the psalm, uh, the psalmist is troubled by this, but he says in verse 17, till I entered the sanctuary of God, then I understood their final destiny. And he finishes the psalm by saying, yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Uh, that's... Uh, my, my hope out there that I'm uh, that there are listeners who tune in who are maybe don't know that much about uh, the Bible, uh, know a little about Christianity, know a little about the church through their background, want to know more, uh, want to kind of understand really what the scriptures say. Uh, I I came I, I really was really reading. Uh, translations like the NIV and the message, which really, you know, one of my big understandings, it's not all written in code. Yes, there's some, there's some poetry in it. And there's, of course, apocalyptic language in, in, in Daniel, we talked about in book of Re revelations, but a lot of the Bible is straight, you know, sentences and paragraphs. Uh, and, and it's right there in, in pen and parchment or paper, paper and ink. Uh, and it's not uh, that difficult to understand. Uh, interpretation is another matter, but that's why we're here. So my hope is that when we talk about scripture every week, we, we, we push our listeners to, again, visit those scriptures or look at others and think, uh, think in new ways about them. Excellent. Kyle Trahan, what do you see as, uh, as your audience? I, I think Steve just said that I was his audience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. I'm looking to learn more and you know still new in in relative terms you know I, I've been well Bill what'd you say how long we've we been doing this uh this is coming up on our fourth year fourth year I mean that we've been doing so, this you know I, I guess I'm not a total novice but you know maybe I'm just dense or you know it doesn't seek in as fast or you know, whatever. So, uh, you know, our, our, I think our listeners a little bit of everything. Um, I, I've talked with a couple of guys that, uh, you know, said they, they've listened to us uh, from time to time, not religiously, but the, even that, that person, that individual kind of surprised me, um, you know, that they would be one of our listeners. So it's, it's truly, I think, a little bit of everything. The, the believer, the non-believer, the, the married, the single, the ladies. Uh, yeah, that's uh, right. We get a lot of comments from the women. You know, that, uh, that unfortunate person that just stumbled upon us and now they're just hooked because, you know, we're, we're good. And, you know, they're, they're, you know they're, they're stuck and they're, they're learning, hopefully. 
to me, I think it's, and hopefully it's somebody just looking for a different way of thinking because the eclectic group that this, we are together, we bring different backgrounds, different jobs and things that we've done and ways that we've been taught, whether it was from childhood or into manhood, how to deal with things. And so I, I hope what we bring is just a little bit different way of what you thought of before, because that's what I feel most times for myself when I finish. Excellent. Michael Cropper, your audience or your view of your audience. I, I, I believe the audience is much like ourselves, Bill, Steve, Kyle. Uh, I like, in fact, when we talk to each other, we like to talk to each other as if we are the audience. Um, I think they're like ourselves. They're not looking for someone to preach or to teach to teach uh, like sitting in a classroom because you can find that very easily on channel 14. You can find that very easy on new YouTube. You can find some, and, and I, I do love preaching by the way. Uh, and I do listen every Sunday morning, uh, our, our church, uh, other churches, whatever I'm in the mood for at the time, but the, uh, the type of people that I see are, are like ourselves. They, they, uh, I think of our, our show much like a late night talk show, like Johnny Carson or, or the other people that used that are still on uh, the new guys, which I don't listen to very much lately, but I sure enjoy the heck out of, they talk about certain subjects and we generally are talking about the Bible. We're talking about the new Testament. We're talking about how it affects our lives and Steve is, and you Bill have a good, a good way of bringing it into our jobs and into our workplace. Uh, the scriptures we read, and, and especially with the COVID-19 situation coming on. But anyway, uh, there are many great preachers, many great teachers, but we don't claim to be those. In fact, we claim to, to raise issues that are not your typical church subjects and your church answers, and we look for them in the typical church subjects and the typical scriptures for the Bible. Um, like I said, I think they're men like ourselves, and, uh, and they are looking for something to listen to casually, maybe while they're cooking, maybe while they're, they're, um, uh, <laughs> there'll be wives, right? Got that yeah. wrong. Well, boy. they might cook. Hey, cook hey, like no, Kyle. No, Kyle likes to cook. I cook. <laughs> Dry and I do too. I like to while cook. They're, while anyway. they're, you know, in the garage doing right. uh, woodworking. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> anyway, turn it I, I don't, doing, I don't cook. Working with power cook. tools. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, don't cook, but man, wanted, I can I can thaw and I can buy. You know, yeah, yeah. they so, can uh, easy listening people. I I turn it on whenever I'm on a 600 mile journey. Right? <laughs> is that is that figurative or literal, Kyle? Which is daily. Well, and with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, this is our first break. This is Man Up Podcast. We will be right back. You're listening to the Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast. It's brought to you by Man Up Media. I'm Pastor Chris Busher, and hey, I know these guys. Their podcast is gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny. You can find them on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Facebook under Man Up, and all other podcasts are archived on SoundCloud and now even on Pray.com app. They're not pastors, but they're very reliable, regular guys, and that's why their No Church Answers tour movement is growing so fast. So for The Uncommon Man by Equally Uncommon Men, contact ManUp at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the podcast and fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 185. Uh, Happy New Year. And uh, this is uh, uh, basically a potpourri of what we're going to be going into. And uh, this next segment is on alpha dogs. We feel that uh, here at Man Up, Men are leaders, and they're leaders in their families, they're leaders in the community, they're leaders in their church, and more often than not, leaders in their jobs. But can a Christian man be an alpha male? And I did a little bit of research on this, and um, I I got this, and I, I, 
I'm sorry I didn't get the guy's last name, Reverend Ron. And the reason why I picked his information, he got his uh, degree in psychology from Central Michigan University, a fellow <laughs> Chippewa. So somebody else went to a quality school. And uh, <clears throat> these are the things that he thinks that uh, Christian alpha males must address and i just wanted to throw this out to the fellas here number one trust others leadership skills uh they don't have to give up being involved in decisions or become subservient members of the pack they need to simply learn that all members have value and leadership qualities Number two, transform competition into cooperation. Whether it's an argument or competition at work, it shouldn't always be about being number one. And the third thing is term, turn self-focus into focus on others. The alpha male absolutely must see himself as only one part of the system instead of being the whole system. And that is what I got uh, from doing this little bit of research on, uh, uh, on Christian alpha males. And I just kind of wanted to, uh, to throw that out to the panel and uh, see uh, any other comments that you had about Christian and alpha males and start with uh, Steve Titch. Well, Robert isn't here. I'm sure he'd have a, a lot to say about it. He's, he is um, <laughs> right. He's right. speaking of college, He's rooting for, you know, U of H basketball right now. So hope he's enjoying himself. Um, but the re whole reason, Bill, I, I really got in got into man up and enjoyed your your abf is because you approached it with the idea that christian men could be alpha males you may not have said it as much but you talked about the idea of being awesome about not being afraid to uh to talk about your highs and talk about your lows and and that's what makes your ministry and your abf so unique and why i think it's so important for churches to have uh space uh, discipleship space for men. Um, and in part, I think people who you would describe, many would describe as alpha males, I think have a big problem um, getting involved in faith to begin with. I, I wonder if it's, if it's, if it, it's a, if it's a natural resistance. Um, we don't hold in our society, the faithful man, the religious man up as a role model. Usually the faith, the faithful yeah. man is, well, either there are two ways they get presented, the, the, the pastor, the, the priest, where he's a, a symbol of faith or hope for a community. Uh, but then, you know, you don't see, you, you don't see male characters, even heroic male characters in stories and media going to church or, or going or, or committing to faithfulness. The, the the last movie I saw that had this was um, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I think was that it was the it was Tom Hanks' Mister Rogers' film, where where right. being a Christian was an essential part of his character, and it's what made him who he was and where he drew his power from. That is that is the ex the exception that proves the rule. So getting back to this, the idea um, some. It, sometimes it seems that Christianity, for its for its end, churches seem to, uh, you know, get afraid of the idea of an alpha male. Now, now your 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 uh, the the quotes you gave were excellent because it talks about uh, being strong yet not being um, not being Dominant. not being a jerk, not being you know right. stubborn or whatever. The idea trusting others' leadership skills. These are, as Robert would say, these you'll find in any classic book about good management. 
uh, you know, transforming competition to uh, transforming com competition to cooperation, uh, focusing on others. Those are not those are not feminine traits. Somehow, somehow, you know, right. co-op men right. can cooperate. Um, somehow, you got this. You know, the stereotypical idea is that men men are men somehow are are arrogant jerks in their normal state uh, of baseline being. Um, so going back to what uh, I'll leave it at this. I think, yes, men, alpha males, there's uh, nothing wrong with being ethical, uh, being Christian, uh, being neighborly, yet still uh, being a leader. And we go to back to the Bible. Uh, Jesus models this compassion and mercy all the time. However, when when he's asked, he doesn't beat around the bush. He doesn't, you know, when someone asks them, what, you know, what, how do I see the father? He says, those who have seen me have seen the father. He doesn't, you know, go, well, you could do this. You could do that. You could do that. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the vine. You are the branches. He, he immediately asserts his authority as God. And he was God. I mean, if anybody gets to be alpha male, it's Jesus. And look at the right. great example there he's 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 you know he's not necessarily meek and mild he's compassionate he's got he offers grace he offers forgiveness but he doesn't you know as 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 as, as mike said a few weeks ago he doesn't want you to be a pansy and right. jesus is not a pansy by any means right no you should you say that uh, Stevie, he's the alpha and the omega. Yes, right, yeah, right, right, right. There you go, Mike. Yeah. Kyle Trahan, your view on this? You know, I was wondering uh, my small amount of research on the alpha male. You know, other you know, but online uh, come up with a doctor Ron Welch. So I wonder if that completed yours. I doubt. Uh, that'd be funny if we hit the same art, uh, author uh, on that information, but um, they were talking about the Christ-centered alpha male, um, and he gave a correlation. He says, uh, men have a lot in common with wolves. We mark our territory, strut in front of females, and bristle in the presence of other alpha male. Uh, we learn this behavior from older wolves more than happy to train us, coaches, fathers, teachers, older brothers, and eventually our bosses. And, you know, he, he goes on quite interestingly. Uh, it, it, was, it was a rather intriguing article, Dr. Ron Welch. Steve, you, you said it, Jesus, uh, in my opinion anyway, Jesus was kind of a hybrid. Um, he was angry when it was appropriate. He was gentle and uh, gave grace and forgiveness when needed. I'm a little bit of an alpha, uh, hybrid alpha male. I don't have the control that Jesus did. Boy, I wish I did. Um, I can take charge when needed. And, uh, you know, what is the, the stereotypical that uh, the alpha male uh, men want to be Men want to be you. Women want to be with you. Um, you know, Bill secretly just wants to wear pink just to be like me. The alpha male, for that wolf concept, they traveled in packs. And for that, they learn from each other. They learn their skill and what they need to survive. And what we need to survive um, it is to learn more how to be like Christ, and that is to be around other folks that model themselves and aspire to be more in a Christ-like manner. And I think for the alpha male of today, that is the hybrid that we have to try and find is where can I be dominant when needed, gentle when needed, 
And uh, was was it Steve? Was was it you that said about the cooperating? You know, we have to learn to cooperate in this world. Um, sometimes the alpha male doesn't need to exude dominance until later on. And cooperation during <clears throat> is an essential part. So um, that's my. Excellent. You know, uh, one thing when I was going over this topic of alpha male, I was thinking of our uh, previous pastor, uh, Dr. Phil Leinberger. And uh, when you pull up alpha male, you see a picture of him. You're <laughs> uh, right, being a uh, uh, former football player and uh, and and an intimidating figure until you actually got to know him. And then he, he wasn't, wasn't at all that way. Uh, you know, he, he was flexible when needed, uh, when need be, but you, but you knew that if there was a boundary that needed to be set, he would be one of the ones that would set those boundaries. So, uh, Michael Cropper, um, you're, uh, addition to the uh, alpha male discussion yeah i was looking at the uh couple of the, some of the characteristics Stephen uh kyle have been reading off and of course bill the uh the statements you made uh, before i read any of those or anything i think paul was an alpha male the apostle paul was an alpha male um he was he was oh, yeah he, and and when jesus approached him he knew exactly who he was getting the guy was not afraid of anybody. He had to tone himself down over and over and over again. He had to hold himself back. Uh, he said he would die. And, and you remember he wanted to walk into the city square of the Ephesians when there was a riot going on because he had gone in there and caused trouble. And uh, he liked Jesus. And, and, and Jesus is a great example as well. They did, they, when they arrived in a town, they walked into synagogue and stirred up trouble. And, and, and I shouldn't say that. They taught the gospel. What they did was they went into the synagogue and said, if you're following the law and you are believing that the law will, will cause you to have or give you eternal life, you're wrong. The law does not provide eternal life to you. Both Jesus and Paul said that very bluntly. And of course, Peter did later. Peter did also, pardon me, when he was filled with the uh, Holy Spirit. So to me, Paul was a great example for a long time. We have a lot of letters about him being the alpha male, and he quite clearly gave instructions to the Corinthians, to the Ephesians, to the Romans on what they were doing wrong and what they should not be doing wrong. But he did it many times in a very respectable way. He didn't, he didn't insult them or cause them trouble. He did say you need to rid yourself of these people who are wicked, but he was very positive, and he was an outstanding leader. And of course, Jesus was too. Now, real quick, uh, I was I was looking at this uh, a few characteristics. And you guys already know this, and you've mentioned them pretty much. Nine characteristics of the alpha male. I'm not going to read all of them, but one of them is is self-respect, and that does not mean pride, and that does not mean boasting. That's uh, have confidence in who you are, especially if you're in Christ and you believe you're serving Him and uh, doing the right things. Uh, second thing, to an alpha male, generally there's no such thing as failure. When he falls or he, he makes a mistake, he gets up and tries again if he believes there's a way to accomplish it and find success in what he's doing. Um, grace and assurance, those two words are just great to me. I, 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 he has grace with what he does. He has style. He's self-assured. And again, this is not bragging. This is not boasting. He just believes in what he's doing, and he's doing his best to accomplish it. And, and, and again, this in Christianity, this is what we're trying to do with the podcast as well. We're doing what we believe is a, 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 an outreach to men like ourselves, and that we will help provide them with insight that will guide them in, in their walk with Jesus Christ. Uh, real men are well-read. They keep up with what's going on. Um, Courage and action. They are they are courageous in what they do. They're action, and and that of course means wisdom too. You don't go into a, a, a group of people 
to rescue a girl if they're ha if they all have guns. You use wisdom in what you do. So you call the police, but but the point is you have to use wisdom, and you can give advice very much in what you know and you've accomplished things in. And then an, another couple of things is that a an alpha male has a sense of humor and humility, and I think we do that that here as well. And he's also persistent in what he does and believes. He does not give up and quit things very easily. Anyway, those are just a few of them that you guys have talked back and, I, and, and stated in a very different way. But uh, yeah, I think Jesus was alpha, absolutely an alpha male. I think Paul's another good example of it as well, Bill. Excellent. And with that, we're going to get ready to take our second break. Uh, how many alpha males does it take to change a light bulb? None, because alpha males are not scared of the dark. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, spiritual oasis for men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment, or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters or WMA Cox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. And welcome back. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men, podcast number 185. And we're, we're finishing off uh, 2020. And we're going to wrap up the uh, alpha male topic and have a brief round the table looking back um, at this year and looking forward. And uh, I just wanted to, uh, uh, this year in review, uh, Basically, what I've had to learn is, I mean, I don't want to, uh, as we kick 2020 to the curb, I don't want to, uh, I mean, yes, it's been hard on us all, but what I tried to learn something from this. And through the, uh, the surgeries and the health issues that I've had, I've learned empathy and I've learned patience firsthand. And you don't, I don't think you really learn something uh, until you really experience it. And although uh, previously I've had, I, I, I feel that I pretty much have lived my life um, with empathy. I have not been patient. I will absolutely admit to that. But this year has taught me uh, more, uh, uh, more of that and, and to be compassionate. And, and that's, uh, that's a big thing, um, in my life that I have learned from this year and looking forward, I'm just amazed at how this, uh, podcast and the whole ministry has grown. And I appreciate the commitment of all you, you fellas on the, uh, on the panel and how much you've ministered to me, uh, not only this year, but you know, the previous uh, three uh, or so that we've been together and, and all the people out there. Uh, and it, it I'm, I'm just amazing. And I'm really looking forward to the new opportunities because I remember as I was a younger man, uh, I had an economic migration from Michigan down to Texas. I couldn't find a job. I didn't want to be a pig farmer. I'd already been in the Navy. I didn't know anybody. And uh, coming and getting involved uh, with uh, Sugarland, or it was William Strauss Baptist Church back then, and being on this faith journey, and now all these years later, uh, mentoring uh, with you fellas, um, it, it's just, it's just been wonderful. 
And I know that there's people out there just like me that, I mean, because of jobs or being single or being displaced, didn't have a place to go. And this is so unique and so wonderful. I, I wish it would have been there for me, um, but I'm glad we're there for the next generation. So that's that's kind of like my year in review and, and, and what I hope uh, as we move forward. Uh, and I'd like to get uh, Mr. Steve, producer Steve. Well, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of Mike because had, had like in March, I would have gladly taken a plea bargain then for home, <laughs> home arrest and confinement. Um, <laughs> if I had known <laughs> now, um, because I feel like I've been on house arrest for uh, the past, almost the past year. Uh, it's, it's, it's been, you know, I, what we've what I've learned is that it's, you know, you, you miss stuff. Um, you miss going out to at least go, not just going out for takeout, going out to eat, going to go miss the miss, you know, the baseball season was just gone. Fortunately, I think one good thing is that, you know, we've been doing this podcast uh, regularly. Nothing. Nobody's had to go anywhere. Um, I think uh, right. I think the Zoom has contributed to a a a more quality fidelity of sound. Um, so now right. we're now we've raised the bar by not being in person. So there's a paradox for you. And right, right. <laughs> looking yeah. looking ahead to 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 twenty twenty one, um, I think I think silly season is over. Uh, I think the the, the COVID nineteen uh, pandemic uh, got people thinking about really what was important. We do have a a change in leadership, and I think that's going to settle down. I hope that's going to settle down both sides. Um, there'll be a lot less polarization. Uh, I think um, following the news, I think there's reason to hope for that. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's, it's going to end. And I'm going back to, to really at the very beginning of this, when, when we stopped going to church, uh, Pastor Taylor Sandlin did a sermon out of Jeremiah, and he pulled that the graduation quote, as everyone says, uh, where Jeremiah writes, I know I have, he said, be faithful. I have plans for you. You know, I, I know the plans I have for you. And it shows up in every graduation card, every baptism card. But the meaning is a little more deep because Jeremiah is basically telling the, uh, the Israelites, you're going to be in Babylon for 70 years. You're not coming back tomorrow or next week, but God has his plan for you. And so that's something to keep in mind that maybe may, we're not getting 70 years out of this, but we're certainly, it's certainly going to be maybe 70 weeks, maybe by uh, if we, if we look at the timetable for general population, getting the virus. And I think it was going to occur around April about uh, so um there's, I think, I think there's a hopefulness going into 2021. I, 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 sense that just from the 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 air if you want to uh if you want to leave it at that so uh but on the whole uh yeah i this is it'll be good to be out of this i was glad we could keep doing this it gave a lot of meaning for the to the week to me because we weren't doing sunday school uh we were doing our we were watching service online uh, and it was a great chance to talk. And, and I think, you know, we, we uh, I think actually the podcast has grown and gotten better because of it. Excellent. Kyle Trahan, looking back and looking forward. Looking back, I miss uh, being in person, <laughs> unlike Steve. <laughs> I, I definitely miss the MC. And I, uh, you know, I've written some notes on this looking back and forward and, you know, COVID thing, um, you know, certainly affected everybody in, in different ways. Um, some people, uh, you know, your introverts really seem to thrive on this. Uh, your extrovert, extroverts, uh, not so much, you know. So I, I've had to change, alter, and, and you know, in, in my mind, lose some of what I love about my own job. 
you know, which is the, the real interaction with my clients. Um, this is the South. We still believe in person to person, you know, sales meetings and, and dealings and interactions. I'd rather be in that way. Um, and, you know, COVID really took a hit. And I know a lot of people, and fortunately for me, I still have a job, you know, and I know that my circumstances, um, you know, are not the same as, as other people that uh, in comparison, mine could, could pale in, in, you know, great fashion. But, you know, looking forward, um, looking for a little normalcy back to church. Hopefully we're slowly getting back. Um, even, you know, being able to maintain even, you know, throughout all of this, um, even though it's uh, on a very limited scale. Um, we had a concert recently uh, at Sugarland Baptist and uh, with Laura's story and uh, we had 25% capacity, you know, for the whole church. And normally that kind of thing would have packed the house. And even with two uh, two events, uh, you know, you're still at 50% capacity of what normally we would have come close to packing it two different nights. Uh, so looking forward to some normalcy. Um, and that was just a couple of weeks ago, but it was nice to be able to have uh, some of that. That was some of that normalcy I'm looking for. Um, got a new poster for, you know, my my Christian wall of fame back here behind me on my wall of, of my autographed stuff. Um, look more to that, but, you know, to be totally honest, it's getting back to learning. And to me, I learn better in person than on a computer, you know, whether it's talking to you guys as we are in this format or just audio when I'm driving and listening or whatever, I still, me personally, I learn better in person. Um, so I'm looking forward to, to doing that, learning more about God, myself, and his path, and how to accept his path more for my path. Excellent. Uh, Michael Cropper, looking back, looking forward. Yeah, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to look back just a few minutes, so if you don't mind, I, I, <laughs> I, this song that you guys brought up just a minute is phenomenal. I think it, it shows what we've been through the past year. Uh, and, and I'm going to make, make just a comment about it because I looked through it when, when, when Steve originally brought this up and we didn't, he, he made a very quick nutshell capsulation of it. And then the psalm is about David Venning. He's, he's looking with envy at non-believers. He describes the outward appearance of the wicked how they appear to prosper, they are healthy, they are strong, they are rich. His perception, however, is skewed from their outward appearance. Notice he's looking at things from, and we don't know what goes on inside of us, in each of us. And David appears to be very jealous at the first of the Psalms. And he realizes their wealth and health is at the mercy of God, because God can judge them at any time. And then you go through the scripture, you'll find that. He starts out envious of them. Uh, they display arrogance, pride. They claim to be equal with God, and they even challenge God. David cries out, says, I've been so righteous. I've been doing so good. Is it not in vain? I've kept a pure heart, and I've suffered for being righteous. Then he said, and this is, the, and Steve made a point to bring this up. He says, I, and, and whether David wrote the psalm or Asaph, it says Asaph wrote the psalm, right? He says, I entered the house of the Lord and began to understand God will rise up and he will punish the wicked in his time. And he says, I was foolish for envying them. And he, he turns and praises God and reaffirms his faith. Uh, the reason I brought that up again, practically speaking this year, as you guys have mentioned already, the, the, the COVID has been just, um, boy, like a hammer on top of all of us. Uh, we can't get together, we, but we have got together with this podcast. And each week, yes, I look forward to this. So great. It's it's not the same as being in the class together, but we were actually for a long time, folks, before the COVID came about, we both met in the Sunday school classes on Sunday morning, and then we had the podcast on Wednesday night. And I look forward to both of them. 
Steve yeah. teaches another class with the young people. Robert teaches a class with the young people. But Bill and I and Kyle were regular in, in the uh, uh, Sunday school class against Bible Fellowship on Sunday morning. And I look forward to both of them. They are just tremendous. We could say what, uh, and I can't say we say what we want. We say what we'd like to say, uh, but we'd be afraid to say it sometimes because we felt our wives might not agree with what we were saying at the time. So we, we, we would look and interpret the scriptures from a man's point of view. And that's been the reason that right. Bill picked the, the name Man Up for that very right. reason. So we could talk about it. So anyway, what do I look forward to? The, the, the whole point is you go a whole 360 degrees here. You start off with point A, and then you come all the way back around to point A. David or Asaph did it, who was in the Psalms. And that's what we have here. I'm looking forward to being back in the church with you guys, back in the classroom with you guys. Um, and I'm looking for better things in 2021. And I'm looking for more people to, to give comments and give us directions what they would like to hear too. If they would, we would be glad to hear them. Thank you, Bill. Excellent. And with that, uh, this has been podcast number 185. Uh, this has been our New Year's podcast. So we hope that uh, although, yeah, yeah, definitely take a glance back, but uh, look forward, look forward to 2021. And we're looking forward to and experiencing it with you. So on behalf of, half of our producer, Mr. Steve Titch, Michael Cropper, the judge, Kyle Trahan, my name is Bill Cox. And we're on this No Church Answers Tour. So whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Pray.com, if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or man-upspiritualoasis.com, our website, and post it there. If you're still in quarantine or unable to attend a church, check out Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's on sugarlandbaptist.org, starts Sundays at 945. And when the quarantine is over, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School, that you can join for small group discussions such as this. And find one that is men only. And if there isn't one, start one. Happy New Year. This is Men Up. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You've been listening to Man Up. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man. Created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.